guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. There is a personality like assessment that I love that is called the Enneagram, and it like puts you in categories um, like a number system. My number is two, and uh, that means that I could be kind and helpful and caring and I know that sounds so nice, but also I can be uh, an Enneagram 2, maybe not me specifically, but Enneagram 2 can be like possessive and petty. And so to be petty, I have considered, I haven't done it, but I have joked and considered calling someone by like the slightly wrong name. So like, and it's just like a little jab. So like, if your name's Allie and I'm like trying to be like kind of rude, but subtly I'd be like, oh, hey, Abby, good to see you. Oh, no, not Abby. Allie, sorry, so sorry. Or like if it's Kiefer, I'll be like, hey, Kevin. Oh, Kiefer. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. And it's just like so subtle. Or I'll be at home and I'll be like talking to Daisy, but like I'm really talking to the Rev. And I'll be like, <laughs> you know, Aaron knows what I'm talking about. I'll be like, oh, Daisy look at this mess on the counter. Some people just don't, they just keep forgetting to wipe up the tea that spilled all over the counter last night. Man, like, and I'm, but, but we know that like when you hear that, like some people just don't, like we know that's like never a good thing. Daisy, she doesn't really speak English. So like she doesn't know, but like the Rev and I know that like I'm being kind of petty and kind of like passive aggressive, but I am growing. And so, Today, we are going to talk about some people in a non-petty way, and it will be a step toward growth for Sam. So let's all just support me in this time, okay? So we're going to be in the book of Luke today to start. That's in the New Testament. It's written by Luke. You guessed it. So I know. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 5, and I cannot, I don't like being up here because I cannot see how things are going on the slide, but I'm gonna have to step down and read because I didn't put it in my notes. So I'm gonna have to read it. But if you're looking at, if you're using like your phone or like your paper Bible, you can, you might have a header that will say, Jesus forgives and heals a paralyzed man or something along those lines. So you can read along while I read aloud. Now last week the Rev said this and I was sitting right here. And he said, read along while I read aloud. And I sat right here. And I looked up at the screen and I read loud and proud. <laughs> and so if you were confused about that, like I was, we all had a good laugh because I was confused. I will read it out loud. You may follow with your eyes, read in your mind if you needed that explanation like I did. Okay, now that we're all on the same page, let's begin. Jesus, that's not it. We gotta go back one. We gotta go back to the beginning of the scripture for me. Hey, there it is. Thank you so much in the back. We appreciate you. One day, yes, I know, right? One day while Jesus was teaching. <laughs> yes, we love the tech team. <laughs> you should get you guys should get involved with the tech team. Okay. Luke chapter 5. One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men had it seemed that these men showed up from every village in all of Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some people came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they could not reach him because of the crowd. 
So they went up to the roof and they took some tiles and then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into, hmm, down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law said to themselves, who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Thank you. Jesus knew what they were thinking. He knows all things. And he knew what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Remember what the Rev said just a second ago about how people have a question and Jesus answers with a question? He's doing it right here. He says, why are you questioning these things in your heart? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And immediately, as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat, and went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe. <laughs> I've never read this version. I love it. And they praised God, exclaiming, we have seen amazing things today. Wow. So now that I'm back up here, oh, he's going to take notes. So Luke sets up from the beginning that the power of God was with Jesus to heal the sick. Jesus, this is where we learn, Jesus as a man had all the healing power of God, his father. And this was controversial. And so it's going to become a bit of a problem a little bit later. And we have our first sighting of some people. Some people show up and they have someone with them, a paralyzed bro. Some people decide they have to bring their friend to see Jesus. But the crowd was so big and tons of people were listening and they were all trying, they were like, it was like a dense crowd. And I imagine like a sleeping mat, like I don't really know what that exactly, but I imagine it's like a cot with like handles, you know, like some kind of like gurney or something. And... I have, have you ever been like carrying something and you're like, you know, it's really kind of heavy and you're really kind of struggling, but you're like trying to flex on them. So you're like, it's not heavy. It's just awkward. That, <laughs> it's not heavy. It's just awkward. Well, at my job, I started a new job at camp and on Fridays I have to bring, I have to like set up tables. I'm like nervous. So I'm heavy breathing. Uh, I had to set up tables and I was carrying a table, like an eight-foot table or a 10-foot table or something by myself. And I probably have to carry it from like here to the back of the room. So I like really did not want to like need my friend's help who was with me, but I was just carrying it. And I really was kind of struggling. Like my fingers were like slipping because there's like this much of like a lip to like hold on to, like a two-inch situation. And she says to me, seeing my struggle and probably trying to be comforting, I know, Sam, it's not heavy. It's just like awkward, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I know. Thanks for the support. <laughs> and I know that since I struggled to carry it from here to the back of the room, these people were probably not going to be able to get it through that dense crowd. So they have a brilliant, beyond brilliant idea. And it just reminds me of the kind of idea that you have when you're like hanging out with your friends. It's late at night. You've been eating Cheez-Its for like two hours already. And you have this idea that you're like, this is a great idea. We have to play out this idea. Well, one day, 
the Rev and Dave Kinney and I were having such a night as this. And uh, they thought, we had some eggs in the fridge that were like past their prime. So we were like, huh, I'm really not gonna cook those eggs probably. I don't know how many were left, but they decided we have to find out what happens if you put an egg in the microwave. We have to know. So it's nighttime. We were eating Cheez-Its or some other snack that was bad for our health. And they are standing by the microwave and the egg is just turning. And they're just like, it's going to blow up. It's going to blow up. And Chris is like, it's not going to blow up. He's like unamused. He's like on his phone. And Dave's like, oh my God, it's going to blow up. It's going to be so funny. And I have to tell you, I saw the video. I watched it yesterday. Okay. Well, I got them mixed up. It, it's happened to all of you as well. Don't play. So one of them is super enthusiastic and the other is like, come on, man, it's not going to happen. And I will say, I will not say that it blows up. There was no like fire. So it's a little anticlimactic, but it does like a pop. Like, you know, like popcorn. Well, okay, there was a splatter. I didn't really look. I was just kind of sitting there like filming it. And I'm so mad because I really wanted to show you guys the video. But Snapchat only saved like the first part of the video. So you don't, in the video that I have, you don't get their faces when it explodes. But they're like, oh. or they're like, ah. and it's funny to me, but I only have it in here. So I can't show you. I was devastated. But these guys have that kind of idea. Well, I would consider that kind of idea. They have to play this out. They're like, it's, it's gotta be the roof, man. So they go to the roof. They put a hole in some random guy's roof and they lower their friend right into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. And they're like, behold, we have brought you a paralyzed man by the most extra means possible. Here he is for your healing pleasure. And <laughs> when Jesus sees this whole thing go down, he sees their faith and he tells the paralyzed bro, his sins are forgiven. But this is the controversy I was talking about. And it is a good thing that Luke tells us earlier that all the healing power was with Jesus because the Pharisees, they don't like it. And they're like, who does this guy think he is? He can't, he can't do that. Jesus, omniscient, knower of all things, knew they were thinking this. And he's like, yes, I can do that. And look what else I can do. And so he tells the paralyzed man, get yourself up and walk yourself home right now. And he did. And they praised God and he praised God and everyone was like beside themselves. They were like shook. Jesus did a miracle right in front of them, owned the haters, which is one of his favorite things to do. And everyone's like, wow, we have seen remarkable things today. So let us look at the three things that some people did. Some, this is where I have to come down here because I want to know. So we're looking at the three things that some people did, but I need my notes too. Oh, the podcast is going to be a mess. I'm sorry, podcast people. Some people knew where healing comes from. They knew where Jesus was and they knew Jesus is where healing comes from. Some people saw their friend's need and they knew he couldn't get there on his own. They were going to, they were, he was going to need their help. He, he can't walk, so he can't get there. Some people carry their friend to healing. They carry their friend to healing. Another story, not story, another event that is recorded in the book of Mark. Mark chapter eight, Jesus is traveling and teaching again. He loves it. They're at a place called Bethsaida. And some people, it says it right there. I didn't put it up, but it says it. It says, well, it says some men, but this is something that I don't think if I change it to people, it changes the meaning. Okay, this is for all people. So allow me. Uh, some people bring a blind man to Jesus. 
they knew where healing comes from. And they saw a friend in need who could not get to Jesus on their own, and they carry their friend to Jesus, to healing. They probably did not need to carry him because he could probably, he was just blind. They just, they had to lead him there. They probably had to like hold his like hand or his arm or something and walk with him every step to Jesus. And in the story, it says that they beg Jesus to touch their friend when they get there. They're like, Jesus, please, our friend, he really needs you. Will you please touch our friend? They are begging. That is an action-packed word, begging. They were not passively like, hey, uh, Jesus, we're here. Could you like, our friend is over there, but like, if it's not too much trouble, can you, uh, can you go like do us a solid? No, they were begging him. They meant it. They were serious. For us, that could look like dedicated intentional prayer for our friends. They did not give up on their friends. Oh, Jesus. So many people are like the two men that we read about. They're paralyzed. We've been paralyzed and blind. We're paralyzed by guilt and fear and oppression. And people are blind to the hope and the joy and the belonging that we can have when we know Jesus and when we trust him. And Jesus is our ultimate example of some people. He knew healing and the ultimate peace can only come from God. He knew where healing was going to come from. He knew people would not be able to get to God without him. John 14, 6, this is Jesus talking. He says, no one comes to the Father except through me. He knows Healing is going to come only through me. They cannot get there on their own. And he was sent into creation to live a fully human life, sinless and holy, to bridge the gap between us and God, our creator and father, by brutally dying as payment for the sin of everybody. And when we acknowledge that, and when we let that be the payment applied to our sin, we get eternal healing and we can have full life right now. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And that is what, this is what we in this room need to deeply understand and what our friends and the people that we love dearly also need to understand. And I know, I know that sometimes talking about Jesus with friends does not always go well. We don't know what to say. We get nervous. Sometimes it turns out like this. I want to look at it because it's so funny. This is my friend AC and my friend Ronnie. These are some two bros. Yes. Um, these are two characters that are in, a, uh, in the curriculum that is used by the school that I used to be a teacher at and the school that Jacob and Sarah Burton now attend. AC, he's trying to be a good pal. He's doing this weird thing with his hand. <laughs> he's like, Ronnie, may I introduce you to my best friend Jesus? And Ronnie, with those like angry eyebrows, is like, nope. And sometimes, sometimes we might do the approach, we might not do that weird hand thing, but like, and our friends are just like, nope, we're shut down. And I know that. And you know, it's happened to all of us. But Nick Folks, he's a pastor at Substance Church, he said, they don't need to be the ones that heal them. They just need to bring them to the one that heals them. They don't need to heal them. They just need to be the ones that bring them to the one that heals him. And that takes the pressure off of me. 
So when friends respond the way our, our angry eyebrow pal, Ronnie, responds here, or when it takes what we might consider extra effort to carry our friend to Jesus, we can remember what some people did as written in Mark and Luke. They put the extra effort in. They put the extra work in. They went to the roof, people, the roof. And in Mark 8, they, they prayed for their friend. They begged Jesus to touch them, to touch their blind friend. They begged Jesus. They did not give up. They put in the extra work. Wow. And I am grateful. I'm grateful that people, that there are some peoples in this world because I have been that paralyzed dude and that blind dude. But I had some people. And I'm gonna tell you about it and I'm gonna cry and you're all gonna deal with it. Last year, last year I lost my brother. And when he died, everything like stopped and like stood still. And I already crying so much and I'm really sorry. Podcast people, I hope you can decipher. Um, when he died, everything stopped and I, I could not like function without like ugly crying like every few minutes for like months or getting like, like, like insanely mad, like so deeply angry. And it was not a fun time. It was a rough time. And some people supported me. They loved me and they fed me like so much food. They fed me and they held me and they walked with me through that intense grief and loss that I was going through and dealing with. And today, I am a fully functioning human. Never over it. No, thank you. It's not me. It's the Lord. <laughs> it was the Lord and my people. Thank you. <laughs> We're never over it, but, you know, able to live in a new reality without my brother in it. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, and I'm, and I'm, here because Jesus and some people carried me and I know they went to war for me in prayer begged God to move in my life and Jesus is with me and before any of this some people brought me to church as a wee lass can I see it I'm sorry I gotta see it they brought me to church and there I am <laughs> in my white puffy dress and my candy necklace on my way to church next to my this is my um I think my grandma still has it. This is at my grandma's. This is um, a ceramic German shepherd dog whose name is Jake. I named it after my live living German shepherd that I had at home. I was very creative. And so here I am going to church. Some people, my father and my grandma, they brought me to church. And it was the start of all this. And now people, I hope, can look at my life and see God and his faithfulness and the joy and the peace that he gives when it does not make sense to have those things. And I hope people can look at my life and see Jesus and say, we have seen remarkable things today because of Jesus, not because of me, but like because Jesus has moved in my life. And all of that starts with some people. God is looking for some people. So, where are you on this, I knew I was going to forget, stage, on which stage are you on for being some people? Maybe you know Jesus, so you know where to go for what you need, you know where healing comes from, 
But now you need to maybe notice a friend who needs to know Jesus too, someone who needs to know the joy and the peace and belonging they can have by knowing Jesus. Maybe this whole entire time I've been talking, you've had someone in your head. You're like, man, I need to carry that person to Jesus. And now it's time for you to make a move. to carry your friend to Jesus. Loving our friends like Jesus, praying for our friends, bringing them here, inviting them to Apex or Harvest on a Sunday or wherever you go to church on a Sunday or like an event like Whistle Pig is coming up or like the skate. Like those are great places to start. So let us decide together to be some people to be on the lookout for people who need Jesus. Hint, it's everyone. But who can we carry to Jesus? Who is, in, who is like close to us that we can carry to Jesus? And then we need to commit ourselves to doing that, to putting in the extra work, to praying, dedicated praying, and intentional praying for our friends and the people that we love. God is looking for some people. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you so much. Thank you for doing miracles and then having people write about them so that we could read about them and our faith can be increased. Thank you for who you are and that you are the ultimate example of some people sending Jesus to die in our place so that we could be with you forever. Wow. Thank you for carrying us providing a way for us to be carried to you so we do not have to be separated from you anymore. God, I pray that you would birth deep in our hearts a deep desire to want to be some people for our people. I pray that you would put those people in our head right now, and I pray that you would uh, give us opportunities, God, and make it smooth, you know, be with us. And we will just give you all the honor and glory, God. Thank you, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.